Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham. It's Spencer Holbrook. This is a practice report brought to you by Buyers Auto. The Buckeyes are back doing 20-hour work weeks. Football is really getting close. It's not just the feel of the weather. They're, they're actually barreling towards the season. Now, it's still about a month away, and the pads won't even be on for another week or so, but uh, you, can, you can tell that the sense of urgency has picked up. Uh, the Buckeyes were on the practice field on Tuesday, and then Kerry Combs, uh, Marcus Williamson and Seven Banks representing uh, the BIA defensive backs unit uh, spoke with the media, gave some updates, and, and Berm, uh, I know that this is an easy way to start for you because you've been banging the drum for Marcus Williamson for quite some time. If there's a leader in the slot, I think he's the guy right now. Yeah, and I, I want to be clear. I've, I've not been banging the drum that he's you know deserves to play, deserves to play, but he's just kind of a player that's been lost in the shuffle along the way, and, and Marcus mentioned it tonight that – He's dealt with some injuries. He hasn't had the big, like, season-ending injuries that we've seen out of some guys like Justin Hilliard. But there's always been these little nagging things, a broken hand here, a sprained knee here, um, and then just the, the, the real uh, crux of the situation here for Marcus Williamson, a guy who's not a first-round talent like Jeff Okuda or Sean Wade, but uh, who are able to handle this sort of problem easier. But there's been three defensive backs coaches in his time at Ohio State already. And uh, that makes it pretty difficult to know what the heck you're doing when the guy that recruited you left for the NFL and Kerry Combs, then you get Tabor Johnson, then you get Jeff Halfley, and now you got Kerry Combs back. And uh, by all accounts, and we've heard people say it for the last few months, like Marcus Williamson is taking that next step. And for Ohio State to truly be uh, as good as it can be defensively, they need a veteran in that nickel spot, that, that slot spot. Um, that they can count on. And I think it's going to be an interesting battle between Marcus and Cam Brown trying to figure out how to, you know, move everyone around. But certainly he fits the, the position from a, a body type and a style of play, tra- uh, you know, fit. He's a good fit for that spot. When you're talking about that slot slot on the depth chart, um, for anybody who, who thinks about that and says, well, what does that mean for Cameron Brown or Seven Banks? I think – the way that Kerry Combs has approached this in, in his previous life with Ohio State is that he views that as being three starting positions on the outside where he can rotate through, uh, in this case, Sean Wade, Cameron Brown, and Seven Banks. I think that's sort of the way that you go instead of, you know, maybe earlier in going into spring ball or March when I was talking about, uh, well, if, if somebody loses that battle to be the number two guy, do they go inside? Uh, Spencer, you can correct me if you're not reading this situation the same way, but it seems to me as if, they're content to let Marcus Williamson make that role his own. Maybe there'll be some element of, of the bullet Pete Warner that, that means he might not be on the field as much as, as not as big of a deal as we're making it out to be right now. But uh, I don't think anything has changed in terms of Sean Wade being the top cornerback, uh, maybe playing out the field and then Cameron Brown and seven banks rotating on the other side. Yeah. I think you're reading it pretty correctly, especially when Marcus Williamson said the only guys practicing in the slot are Marcus Williamson, Ronnie Hickman, and Cam Martinez. I mean, that puts a little bit of pressure on Marcus Williamson and says, hey. Is that the burn, though, is Marcus Williamson and Cam Martinez? Wow. But, wow. Is, what a day. But that puts a little bit of pressure on Marcus Williamson. You know, you've got uh, two guys that have never seen the field at Ohio State. Uh, Ronnie Hickman was out last year with an injury. Cam Martinez had, didn't even show up in the – in the winter, just got here in June. He's practicing that position. So if Marcus Williams is not the guy, we're not showing up in the winter. Okay, he showed up if, in June like everyone else should. 
like a good old-fashioned high school athlete in America who wants to play other sports. So what, what I'm trying Carry to on. say, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is if Marcus Williamson's not the guy, I'm not really sure who is because I think I can say pretty confidently now that those three cornerbacks are going to rotate amongst themselves, and then that, that nickel spot is so important and anything Ohio State wants to do. I think it's pretty clear, and I'm, I'll just jump in, that if something happens to Marcus Williamson and he isn't able to be that guy – it's probably going to be a, a situation where someone else moves inside uh, and then the plans on the outside of rotating stop. But because Williamson has been as uh, so much better, I think, than people were expecting him to be, he's a, allowing them some flexibility that I don't think they had back in March. Yeah, I mean, you and I have had these conversations for several years now. Uh, if we're going to pull back the curtain, I, I, I never really understood or could see a path forward for Marcus Williamson. And you would say, well, he's – you know, I saw Marcus Williamson before the game, and his wrist was hurt, his hand was hurt, or he's out today. And I'd be like, okay. I mean, he was never really, to me, that, that key guy in the plan. And now here he is. And it's not because Ohio State is shorthanded in the secondary. Uh, you know, Kerry Combs recruited him for a reason, and he brings a skill set that he seems to like. He, he referenced that they're looking ahead at matchups in the Big Ten this year and the type of bodies that are going to be lined up, you know, for him to cover in the slot. And he likes Marcus Williamson for that role. Now, he obviously loves what he has in Banks uh, and Cam Brown and Sean Wade with the length and, and that ability on the outside, and Marcus Williamson doesn't fit really into that box. And maybe that's why, in my mind, I had a hard time getting there with him in that you know, slot role. I, I thought he'd be, you know, just take those top three corners and plug one in there. But uh, position specialization in this case for Marcus Williamson would be a big deal. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I always brought it up. Sorry, Spencer, I'm going to finish. No, you're good. Then I, I promise I'll, st I'll stop talking. One of the reasons I'd always bring that up is because in those types of games, whether it be against the Miami of Ohio's or the Rutgers, or the, because those are the games when those players need to get experience. And it was always just such a kick in the pants because you weren't expecting Marcus Williamson to be on the field against Penn State or Michigan or someone like that. It was those little early season games against Maryland when you're like, man, not having him on the field again today just severely limits his ability to show what he can do uh, and so then you start to wonder, is this guy ever going to be healthy? So I just, I'm just glad that he is, especially he's another Columbus guy. And we've seen Jalen Gill and Brendan White transfer out. And you see Jonathan Cooper with the injury issues. And uh, maybe I'm a sucker for the in-state kids, but I always like to see the in-state kids get an opportunity to fill out that dream. And I hope Marcus is able to stay healthy and make that happen. Well, and I think this is one of the bigger questions that we had going into what would have been spring football because you had – a guy who was the backup at slot last year get kicked off the team. You had Sean Wade have to slide out and become the dominant outside cornerback. You didn't really know who was going to play that position, and it's such an important spot, not only in pass coverage. We're talking about run, run stopping. You know, Sean Wade's great against the run. you got to be able to do that in the slot. And I think once the pads come on, you'll really find out if Marcus Williamson's ready for this, for this job or if, or if they're going to have to move one of those three guys inside again because the, when the pads come on, he can not only, uh, you know, rush the passer, maybe if they want him to do that like Sean did last year, he can go against the run and he can uh, fit in what they want to do in pass coverage. I mean, you have to be the complete package to play there. It says a lot that Marcus Williamson's there already um, with five weeks to go before the season starts. And one more point, and then we'll move on from Marcus Williamson, because I, as I referenced Jalen Gill and Brennan White, I think it's also important that Kerry Combs mentioned that he one of the things he looks for the most is mental toughness from his players. And Marcus was uh, 
emotionally a little bit underdeveloped and maturity wise, maybe not doing the things he needed to do early in his career, but he stuck it out. And I think so many times what you see is these kids that, that put the nose down and really dial up their own focus and, and start redirecting their energies to, to building positive things. Uh, we see that end up translating to how they play on the field when they get a chance. And so that's why I think you have seen this shift because you've seen and heard when we've heard there's been a, a shift in him uh, maturity wise over the last year plus that's really helped sort of uh, propel this change on the field. So I'll stop talking. All right. And the most mature experienced guy, of course, on that roster is Sean Wade. And uh, I think probably there was a little ripple throughout the zoom press conference room when uh, Ohio State's SID Jerry Evan came on and said, uh, Sean Wade was supposed to be available. He will not be tonight. And he didn't practice and you wondered why that was. So I asked Kerry Combs, uh, and it was basically just processing some of the uh, COVID-19 tests, not anything to do with uh, agents and signing or him being eligible. Uh, Ohio State has no concern about that. So it's just the process of working his way back in. As Sean Wade told me uh, last week, he was planning to fly back to Columbus on Sunday. Uh, so that was, you know, he's been here two days. It's probably not a huge surprise that he didn't go right back out there into a, a full team practice. But uh, certainly the expectation is, as soon as those tests come back in is that Sean Wade will be out there and he will be the primary cornerback. That is a big deal for the Buckeyes because when Kerry Combs was sort of, you know, asked about this as well, uh, you, were, you were pretty close to having to go back to the drawing board with a completely revamped secondary. Spencer, you talked to Seven Banks about this, the sort of mindset and the situation they'd be in. I, I, you know, we've talked about Seven Banks and Cameron Brown a lot. Uh, going back to March and even before then, that still could have been a very good secondary for the Buckeyes, but the ceiling is dramatically changed when Sean Wayne is added to the equation. And it just – it probably would have taken a little bit of time. I don't know if you want to go to Penn State in week two uh, without somebody of Sean Wade's caliber in the lineup. Well, I think the big thing that you just said there is the ceiling because I don't think the floor changes at all without Sean Wade. You know what you're going to get out of Ohio State cornerbacks and – Kerry Combs has earned the benefit of the doubt. You know what you're going to get when he puts cornerbacks on the field. But that ceiling is what changes it. The ceiling takes him from Big Ten title contender to being able to stop a Trevor Lawrence in the first half against Clemson last year. You know, when, when you have a Sean Wade on the field, it changes everything. And I think it was important for Seven Banks to note, my play wasn't going to change. My mindset wasn't going to change no matter who's out there. It doesn't matter. But it does matter because Sean Wade makes that defense as a whole so much better. He's – it's not as dramatic, but it's like when Chase Young was on the field last year for Ohio State. It changed the way teams had to play against this off against this defense. And I think Sean Wade, to his credit, has become that guy that this year teams are going to have to throw away from him or challenge the other guys because he's just that good at what he does. Berm, Seven Banks isn't very confident, is he? <laughs> uh, listen, Seven Banks is one of those guys that you just – Love like to be around. He's always smiling, always happy. Dude loves him some seven banks. And I appreciate that as someone who loves me some me. Yeah. Like I'm all about that. Uh, I, I think that a kid like seven is a complete 180 from Cam Brown, which is interesting. And, you know, it's that, I guess that South Florida thing in them or, you know, Florida, not Florida. Let's be honest. Um, he's, he's a little bit different than, uh, Sean, who's kind of, you know, an under calm personality type. And then you got Cam who's very calm and then Marcus who's very calm. And then you got seven banks who is, uh, not, 
So it's, it's good to have that sort of mix. And um, it translates to a field for a kid like that, because when you play cornerback, you better believe you're the best player on the field at all times or Berm you is, get toasted. Berm's probably the most humble guy Berm knows. Yeah, without question. That song. You know, I, I instantly connected to that song. Um, but I, I think that's a great point, Berm, because you also – you always want to have a DB, a cornerback, who has at least one who has that mentality. So if we're talking about, you know, you lose Jeff Okuda, well, Sean Wade can fill that role. But if you, if you don't have Damon Arnett out there talking trash and bringing the juice, somebody's got to do that. Uh, so from that perspective, I think Seven Banks has it covered. Yeah, I, yeah agree. Seven, I think that's perfect. That's a great, great comparison between him and Damon Arnett. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It doesn't get any better than that. If, you, if there's another Damon Arnett on the – if there's another Damon Arnett on the Ohio State roster, Austin's going to be happy. I, I desperately miss Damon Arnett. It was great to see him making some plays uh, for the Raiders. Again, like injured with a cast on. I guess nothing can ever stop that guy. But uh, to me, like – if you had Sean Wade back, replacing Damon Arnett became even more important in some ways than Jeff Okuda. Uh, Seven Banks and Cameron Brown stepping up to do that. Now Marcus Williamson uh, in the slot. A big deal. We're just getting an early feel now for what Ohio State will do in this reloaded BIA cornerback room. Kerry Combs talked about it tonight, along with Seven Banks and Marcus Williamson. Letterman Rowe had those uh, interviews recorded and streaming for you tonight. If you missed them, catch up there. Uh, and then after you watch this, of course, you made it this far, you've already done it. So don't worry about that. Uh, this has been Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. Long way to go, about another month of uh, camp and practices to go. Uh, we'll have that covered every day uh, up until October 24th when the Buckeyes host Nebraska in the horseshoe. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Row. Byers Auto Practice Report. We'll see you next time.